Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery, and today I'm excited to have Mr. Nitin Agarwal, who's the CEO of Global Beast. Uh, which acquires and partners with digitally native brands across categories such as beauty, personal care, home and kitchen, food and nutrition, sports and lifestyle, with a revenue rate of a million dollars to twenty million dollars. Uh, Nitin was earlier CEO at Brain Wizard. Uh, he had earlier worked with brands like uh, Big Shoe Bazaar, Incred, Vcash, and Elvis. Uh, and he's done his B.Tech from IIT Delhi. Uh, Global Beast has raised one of the largest Series A funding. Uh, which has been led by First Cry and Lightspeed Partners. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Thank you, Rohit. Uh, happy to be here. Awesome. So you know, uh, you you have a have a great uh, resume. You've been part of a lot of great companies. Now, how did you get your way into the world of startups? Well, I've been into world of startups for about twenty years. To be honest, um, I started my first venture way back uh, twenty years back. Um, so it's been an exciting world. Uh, I think uh, having done multiple startups and um, seen the world through, couldn't go anywhere else. I think that's the calling. Uh, thoroughly enjoy building the business from first principles and see how it's changing and be part of that change. So thoroughly enjoy that experience and hope to uh, follow that experience and success. Interesting and. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, before the call, I mentioned I, I worked on a direct consumer brand. I was selling products uh, on through uh, Amazon and Shopify channel, uh, and it's very interesting that you, you're trying to to build a a, a model. Uh, you know, looking at uh, direct consumer brands. What got you interested to to look at a business model like this and you know uh, work on global bees? Uh, well, uh, to be honest, if you look at it from a business model perspective, uh, it, it's something which is which which is existed. Um, you know, you are able to um, you know roll up and buy innovations across the world and create um, great uh, enterprise layer across and create a large companies. But fundamentally, if you think of it, uh, we we're doing two things. If you look at any consumer company, you know, they have a great distribution, they have a great branding, they have, uh, um, you know, great platform to distribute their products, where the consumer companies literally lack is innovations, right? And especially when you look at consumer products, the retail shelf space is at a lot of premium, right? Every time they innovate or put a new product, they will replace an old product from that retail shelf space because it's been limited. Uh, with digital, that retail shelf space has literally become infinite. But however, the innovation has continued to lack in the large consumer companies. And one of the things that we've always realizing the great brands, the niche brands get created, but literally they don't find a home because of lack of that scalability. Uh, so we said, why don't we create the digital native distribution and technology platform? At the same time, a way to aggregate these great innovations and, and scale them under a brick umbrella you know, creates a new recipe, how a new consumer company would look like. And that's really our idea in terms of saying a modern age consumer company needs to be able to harness the innovation at scale, which can typically not happen within a corporate environment. And that's where the acquisition model comes into place. So we look at the companies who, who've created a differentiated product, who've created a differentiated product market fit, a customer communication, a customer positioning, but at the same time, will have challenge as an individual stand-up brand with respect to the life. 
And if we can continue to partner with this great innovation, and we think that those great innovations will, will be there for next 100 years. So this model is not about saying we do the first 20, 30, 40, 100 acquisitions. I think the innovations will keep on happening. And if you create that uh, um, uh, you know, ecosystem where we are able to absorb that innovation and scale it as per the market requirement, is a win-win situation for both the innovator of the product and as a platform global lease. And that's, that's literally the idea of global lease. And, and uh, you know, the last couple of years has been uh, uh, a great, great acceleration point for direct-to-consumer brands. Uh, you know, what makes the major online platforms, especially Amazon and Flipkart, uh, so so powerful for you know direct-to-consumer companies? I th I think two two things. The first time when you look at Amazon and Flipkart, it's literally it's the first time when you have had. Uh, a completely democratic platform where I can bring in a product, I can quickly launch a product, I can do my communication without putting all the you know infrastructure. I mean, I can literally innovate a product, put it on Amazon, and um, do a product market testing, right? And that really makes it uh, very very exciting. That's number one. Secondly, uh, historically, when you looked at markets or a product, you'll always have a niche pocket of demands. And there was no way to address a niche pocket of demand. And it became unviable for niche pockets of demand to be fulfilled. Um, the e-commerce makes that niche pocket of demand universally available. So you can, if you look at India from a context uh, or any other geography, um, you know, if, if a neighborhood of uh, 50 kilometers area had a pocket of demand of million dollars, you know, you probably would not be able to, or the large brand would not be able to maybe fulfill that pocket of demand, but because it's a niche brand and if you were to set up the offline distribution, you would not be able to do that. I think the digital platforms allow you to create that niche pocket of demand, consolidate that demand and create a meaningful business, which was not possible in an offline scenario. And that's where the innovation also comes in play, right? Correct. And, you know, what do you think are some of the challenges uh, for smaller companies to sell on uh, on these marketplaces and you know when do when do you think they need uh, a, a company like global bees to to really help them scale up i think it's it's one thing to build that mvp as we call it right i mean you can you can go to one marketplace you can do one product innovation you've got a super success uh, out of it and you build a great business but when you start taking step two and step three right the next marketplace, the next innovation, how do you get the cycle going? How do you reach to a broader customer? How do you expand your product range? I think that's where it starts getting complicated. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs or smaller businesses, uh, they're great at doing everything on their own, but they may not be great at building the enterprise behind it, building people organization behind it, uh, building the technology platform, which is required to scale up, uh, building that, uh, Consistency in delivery, consistency in quality, um, and I think those are all the challenges which these great innovations will follow. And that's where uh, Global Bees come in. Um, you know, where we come in and partner and uh, take these great innovations and entrepreneurs and lead them through through that direction um, to be able to build a more sustainable and longer term businesses. And, and again, you know, uh, what 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 does Global Bees do? Uh, to the products uh, that uh, that you acquired, do you uh, and to the teams, do they also work along with uh, Global Peace, or uh, or is there a separate team which works on on scaling the products and the businesses? 
so obviously the products what the company for the products so products has to say um, right. but yeah when when we go into a partnership we actually look at the uh, not just the product but how we can extend the product portfolio what does the brand stand for in a consumer mind um, you know uh, where is the extension where is the efficiency and so on and so forth so we would go deeply into all those uh, perspectives about the product and look at what is the brand potential over a period of time just beyond saying you know sell and make the whole product so so that's literally how we look at that um, your question the your second question is around the teams um so we love the teams to come together to be honest uh, we do not say saying oh we have the entire infrastructure we're going to take over this brand and you can go home and enjoy the vacation although you do have that choice but at the same time if there are entrepreneurs who want to be a part of a bigger uh, success story and bigger play and we ourselves being a young company um, we, we're going to need a lot of uh, good leaders uh, to be able to expand this platform we we enjoy and prefer that entrepreneurs come and join the journey with us uh, for at least a period of time which could be you know two years and three years and build out the brand and use the ecosystem and build out the brand with us um, so that's that's the question but not always happens uh, but that's what we prefer to have an interesting stat for you to denote that the founder of beautiful lives increased the social media presence by 10x they managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called social pilot social pilot is a cost effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts use lifestylemastery.com/socialpilot to get a 14 day free trial current and usually when it comes to direct consumer brands uh, you know what, what are the margins that you that uh, that you look at uh, which the d2c brand should have and uh, how are these uh, businesses typically valued well uh, see margins again depends on the category you can't put all d2c brand into a single bucket right a fashion is driven very differently than electronics or the large appliances or a food segment or a home improvement segment so margin profiles are actually very different for each segment um, so uh, i cannot give you a universal answer to that but typically uh, the margin profiles are not very different from uh, how it happens in offline retail i i think the cost of the business is online is not very different from cost of doing business in offline it's just the reach and uh, democratic in uh, place i think which which changes um in terms of a valuation again uh, in terms of the business that we look at um we want the business to be uh profitable uh not just at ebitda level and we can look at the ebitdas differently as well but what we essentially look at at unit economics uh, as we call it as a cm2 contribution margin 2 they need to be fairly making sense and not just being positive they need to be able to make sense and then belief of our team and the analysis of our team saying this is uh, this is a active business which sustains on its own which can be built on a large self sufficient business and that's what we look for um and the valuations are again driven by a lot of factors i think in india specifically india continues to be a growth market uh, so there are there are obviously those multiples of revenues but there are also the growth multiples and the category multiples and a lot of other filters that we apply the uniqueness filter uh, to the product category so there are a lot of filters which are applied before we can arrive at a valuation so it's not a single matrix it depends on the category it depends on a lot of filters but yeah i mean it, 
one thing i can say you know people have a lot of uh, misnomer at least around this model in india specifically uh, we've done some math um, you know with a lot of entrepreneurs i can say from from the ability of the entrepreneurs for 99% of the time uh, their ability to have money in their bank and pocket vis-a-vis a vc and pe investment as well it's not any less whether they can partner with global bees or want to do stand alone um i think it's about uh, a different way of working um the kind of leverage that a platform uh, like global bees provides with respect to the efficiency with respect to not diluting the business by any further while you are able to scale the business in the next 2 3 4 5 years um i think it's a great outcome for the entrepreneurs current and uh, you know uh, i i have exclusively worked on on amazon and shopify and some of these marketplaces but yeah, what do you think what are uh, what are retail companies doing to combat uh, these marketplace uh, places where you know most of these direct to consumer brands are focusing on uh, do they do they look at uh, you know offline retail company do they look uh, look at these marketplaces as a threat or or, or are they trying to combat uh, and, and do something about it? yeah so see in any new ecosystem whenever the new distribution channel will come in uh, people will try and figure out and uh, the the retail companies look at it this like uh, like the eight blind people trying to touch the elephant you will find different perspectives of uh, people and how they look at it some some embrace it uh, some look at it skepticism ultimately our belief is all of them will have to come to this platform this is a alternate channel from an india context if you look at last 20 years india was a largely a general trade market it moved to a modern trade and when modern trade came in a lot of fmcg companies or consumer companies did not know how to address that uh, ecosystem and they learnt it on the way similarly i think covid has taught a lot of consumer companies who were still on the sidelines to adopt that ecosystem and trying to make a bridge it's obviously hard and challenging because the kind of skill set required uh, the conflict of the channel the conflict of the pricing and what works in offline probably does not work in online and vice versa i think those strategies need to figure out and they are much uh, um, they are harder than what they look and that's where the consumer companies lot of old age consumer companies continue to struggle and that also creates the opportunity i think that's one on the distribution side i will again come back to the point of innovation most of the consumer companies are not attuned to innovation they'll bring a product they would want it to last for 2 years 5 years 10 years except for you know the samsungs and the boats of the world to be honest who have a timeline defined to launch their every product but if you look at some of the other products i think the same washing powder would be using for 20 years and it's going on and on Right. Uh, basically, innovation would come in there. So I think we just continue to word, use the word innovation, and I right. think that's that's where the mark is. Correct. And uh, you know, would uh, global bees uh, take take the brands that they have acquired and create a you know separate marketplace uh, for the products? Uh, not really. See, we are not a retailer. I mean, we've been very clear. Uh, we are we are a brand, right? Uh, yeah. And brand needs to have storefronts. Um, you know, when you say storefronts, uh, we'll have uh, our brands which are selling on the Shopify stores, the Amazon stores, the Flipkart stores, the 
social commerce stores and so on and so forth. We don't want to create our own storefront outside the, the brand storefront in that sense, um, which obviously is, is there for the brands we acquire itself. Um, but outside that, we want to utilize as much distribution channel as existing in the world. And that's what we'll continue to do and partner with those distribution channels. Correct. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, while I was trying to build my own direct consumer uh, brand, I was, uh, uh, I, I struggled to, to build a brand uh, around, uh, around the business. And, uh, you know, uh, especially when it comes to marketplaces, a lot of times uh, there were other competitors who are trying to, you know, invade into, into my listing and they're trying to delist me, uh, especially in, in, the, in the Amazon marketplace. Uh, you know, how important it is to build trust and, you know, how, how do you look at, uh, what advice would you give to, you know, direct-to-consumer brands who are looking to uh, build their uh, brand uh, across uh, uh, across their, you know, products? I think the way we see it is in, in the old economy and new economy, I think there's a huge divergence. I think in the old economy, we've all looked at the brand and brand marketing and the very strong brand marketing, uh, to yeah. be honest. And, a lot of those companies are beginning to learn what is performance marketing, um, right. right? And when you look at the digital first companies, they're too much performance marketing and they're trying to learn the brand marketing. Right, um, right balance in somewhere in between, uh, to be honest. And and I think one of the mistakes that we see a lot of uh, D2C brands making is too focused on um, performance marketing and not enough strategy here on the brand marketing side. But I would say, both are important, and I think both extremism uh, hurts. Only economy relying too much on brand marketing and not following a performance marketing, and vice versa. So the, the balance is in between. But the D two C brands we see, most of them carry that notion of performance marketing and not being clear about their strategy on brand marketing. Correct and. Uh... Uh, you know, Instagram and, and Facebook uh, shops are, are some of the largest digital shopping platforms. Uh, but, you know, the cost of acquiring the customer uh, through these platforms is getting more and more expensive. Uh, are, are there other mediums, especially like TikTok and other platforms that you would suggest, uh, you know, brand owners to, to look at uh, to acquire more customers? Well, TikTok, uh, till the time it was allowed in India, was a great platform, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, now it's not available in India. But yes, uh, I think more and more newer platforms are emerging and they're making a significant presence. Uh, not just TikTok in India, we have Misho, which is yeah. actually India's first social commerce model and it's been replicated across the world. Uh, great in terms of distribution. So yes, I think the new channels will continue to develop. That's number one. And as, as a child company, you need to be able to um, you know, figure out these new models, capture them fast, capture them early. Um, if they are reaching the right consumer, that is very, very important. Um, at the same time, everybody complains saying, you know, these platforms are becoming expensive. But the point is the cost is same for everybody, right? Yeah. If you are in a capitalist world, um, there is somebody else who can afford it. And if you can't, you have to figure out the reason why you can't afford it. Is it a better brand pool? Is it a better margin? Are you right product fit? I, I think those questions need to be answered. We'll continue to hear those challenges of cost, but it's universal, right? It's equitable. Uh, nobody is uh, uh, unfairly treated in that world, to be honest, in that sense. Yeah. 
Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing interruptions, and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM, uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. Correct, correct. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, D2C brands, I've seen the, uh, there, there's a lot of, uh, at times, there's a lot of reliance on Chinese uh, manufacturing companies. Uh, so do you think uh, there'll be a shift from, you know, China to India and to other countries? Uh, and will will some products cease to exist if, you know, there's uh, there'll be some, you know, trade war which ex- escalates uh, over the next few years of uh, you know, there's too much. Well, there two parts to this. Uh, so, at least from an India context, we're seeing a lot of uh, manufacturing revolution itself coming to India. Uh, we're seeing a lot of uh, small scale manufacturing units being set up. Over the past couple of years, uh, there are multiple products that we're seeing which were historically made in China or imported in China being produced in India. So, that will continue to happen. I think that shift will continue to happen. Um, I don't think at any point of time, the businesses itself will be shut down because ultimately the products are driven by consumer demand. Uh, while uh, the cost of imports or you know the method of import uh, may change and some countries may shift, but I don't see a product going out of, uh, or a business being threatened on that sort. I think you have to be in lookout. There has to be, uh, as you say, a backup plan in the business which has to be created. But I don't think the businesses will go out. But a manufacturing shift will, will continue to happen depending on how India continues to develop those capabilities. Some capabilities uh, will take uh, much longer to develop. And um, some capabilities are already there in India and, and scaling up in India in a much better fashion than imports from anywhere outside India. All right, and uh, you know, uh, I, I was wondering when you when you look at uh, evaluating companies and brands, uh, what is the due diligence that you do when you look at uh, uh, acquiring a company because uh, they are totally dependent on uh, at times they are totally dependent on these marketplaces uh, to to run their their, their revenues. Uh, so, any any tips on you know what, what are the due diligence that you do? Yeah, so, so you know, we have to do a proper due diligence. I think law of the land, you know, there's obviously the financial numbers, which are, uh, I think, easier um, to ascertain, especially in the digital world, because you've not seen any cash transactions happening. So there is a bank transaction and uh, proper accounting being followed in that sense. So that's kind of simpler in that sense. I think more, more is around whether... Um, there are compliances and the law of the land has been followed. I think that's our major focus. Um, that's important uh, from Global B's perspective um, that uh, to ensure that all licensing has been followed, all law of the land, taxation laws, uh, they've been followed. So that becomes very, very important aspect of our diligences. Um, and uh, important aspect of diligences happens on IP. Um, it's very important, uh, whether it's on brand name, whether it's formulation, uh, so on and so forth. If you are into some kind of manufacturing, like a food products or beauty cosmetics, if you're claiming an IP, how valid that IP is, 
uh, what kind of practices have been followed, what sort of certifications have been followed. I think those become an important aspect of our diligence. Correct. And um, you know, I mean, uh, I've seen, uh, you know, the last couple of years, Amazon has also, uh, uh, you know, got into, uh, got into manufacturing or, uh, you know, selling products. Uh, uh, how, how do you look at uh, Amazon? How, how can, you know, DPC brands, if they're looking to sell on Amazon, uh, how should they look at competing with uh, Amazon Basics, uh, which is uh, which is a product that uh, a brand name through which they sell on? Amazon has had their brands name. Even if you look at US, they've had their brands for some time. Um, it's not uh, something which has come recently. They've been there for over ten years, with I think seven eight years, if you remember correctly. So they've had their private brands. I think. Uh, uh, at the same time, Amazon owns philosophy is to provide that choice to the customer, right? And as long as you're focused on what you're doing, uh, you're providing that value, um, you know, you continue to grow. And we've seen all the D2C brands, whether in the US, whether it's in India, continue to grow in parallel with the Amazon's own brands as well. Um, so I, I think this is no different. I mean, to be honest, it is no different than walmart or costco's creating their private labels every retailer has created private labels in offline scenarios for the last 30 40 years and so is amazon which is also a retailer on online but that has never killed the brand business so i i won't think too much about it to be honest correct and um, you know what advice would you give to founders who are uh, who are just focused on selling on marketplaces when should they they really look at you know an omni-channel strategy to to sell and should they get out of marketplaces, especially like Amazon? I think from an India perspective, uh, the omni-channel strategy should be should be should be thought very early. To be honest, uh, marketplaces are a very very good way to do a product market fit assessment. Right, you can you can quickly launch a product, put certain advertising dollars, see what's the response, see what's the feedback. But I would say run this parallelly um, as you scale. Uh, define your targets, whether those are five percent or ten percent or fifteen percent, whatever fits your business uh, perspective. Uh, but you should always have that ability to directly connect to consumer and have the omni-channel strategy in place right from day one. Correct, and, and you know how, uh, how do you, uh, has the pricing and valuation for for brands changed uh, post COVID, uh, or do you think the you know the valuations for direct consumer brands have been similar to what had had been, like, which is like two to three times of uh, of the uh, you know revenues they make? Well, again, I mean, it depends on category to category. To be honest, it can't be one, right? When you look at something like a electronics category, the multiples will be very different than a FMCG category. Than a, than a home improvement category. So uh, I don't know where this two, three number comes in. You know, uh, it can be one, one and a half for certain categories. It can be 10 for certain categories. Um, I think it's, it's, it's more of a misnomer. And when you look at the markets in general, whether it's public and private, uh, valuations are not just a phenomenon of COVID and pre-COVID. I think there are a lot of factors, their liquidity, their interest rates, the, the global liquidity and so on and so forth. Every time uh, you look at, uh, uh, you know, any QE, you see stock markets going up, right? 
and it's 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 amazing right uh, qe is done to take the economy out of trouble so to say right and at the same time markets go up right so you don't know the economy is doing bad or good right in that sense so yeah i mean i think the valuations will keep on fluctuating liquidity is 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 a major factor on those how valuations kind of prefer but yeah don't think too much about it right and you know i quickly want to the top three uh, what's your favorite business book sorry uh, what's your favorite business book oh wow ah. well more than a book to be honest i won't say three i think in past 5 years my most admired read has been everything about what satya nadella has done i think a company to be able to take a company with that stature with that revenue with that breadth and change the direction of the company in the time is done um it's it's amazing so everything in terms of um what's at their house been able to maneuver the business is completely fascinating to me i think it's one of the few examples where um it's saying a company at that large scale can be maneuvered into a modern age direction which which honestly is very very hard and that's been my biggest and most fascinating right a uh, lot of people find elon very fascinating is crazy in his own way but i think the 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 whole ability given that i've worked in enterprise companies and being able to maneuver that has been the most fascinating for me correct we will put that in the show notes and uh, if you could go back in time when you when you started working on global peace what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently uh as of now i would say we are doing we are making good mistakes uh, so we learn from that and uh, i hope we continue to do more inexpensive mistakes and continue to learn uh, from there uh, but very happy with how the journey has been it's been amazing uh, in fact from my india market there was a lot of skepticism in terms of depth of the indian market these sellers the pricing and so on and so forth and all of us at global bees uh, including our partners have been uh, pleasantly surprised in 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 terms of the depth that india offers the opportunity india offers and uh, yeah we're fairly excited about it correct uh, and uh, do you have any favorite online tools for example gmail slack zoom microsoft teams <laughs> <laughs> I thought that answer was obvious when I talked about Satya. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that's the first uh, Microsoft Teams uh, from you know uh, from uh, from the uh, guests uh, are on the show. We will put that in the show notes. Um, Nizam, what is the best way uh, you know people can reach out to you and know more about Global Bees? Well, uh, I'm available on LinkedIn, uh, so that's that's the that's the way to do. But we have our website. yeah i can assure you you'll get response whether you get in touch with us linkedin whether you write to us uh, on your on our website you are guaranteed to receive a response fairly quickly and uh, we are always there uh, to to work and talk to the people and it's, it's a good learning all right we we'll put down the show notes uh, and thank you so much for taking your time speaking to us i really enjoyed my conversation with you thank you roy 
Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.